David Dudley, D-A-V-I-D, Dudley, D-U-D-L-E-Y, hometown Lynchburg, Virginia. It's over towards Yugoslavia. Your career has been like 25, 26, 28 years. There's a whole generation of people who might not have been around the whole time you're around. So I'm just, I'm just kind of trying to reintroduce you to, to, to a, a big, broad, new crowd of people. True that. We're uh, we're sitting here at Lightsey's Restaurant in Okeechobee, Florida. This is um, this is your day off before you compete again tomorrow. Come on in. You're good. Come on in. Come on in. So those of you hearing this will hear the uh, activities of a restaurant, including Dudley. I think you ordered you ordered food already. Yeah. Yeah, I've ordered a lot of raw snot, aka oysters. Okay. I cannot uh, wait to slurp oh them yeah, that, snot that balls. Audio will be great. That will be great. Uh, <laughs> I'm always curious about how much you guys on your off days pay attention to Score Tracker, but we've been kind of riveted to it since we sat down here for a couple different reasons. Number one, your your pick to win this By was who? was Jake. No, your pick always. to win. You picked Jacob, the Rock. guy who's leading right now, Peroznik. Yeah, right. So he's he's ahead currently, but he's not that far ahead of Jordan Lena. Jordan started out with the big double zero today. No. And as of now, we have you know a couple hours of competition left, two, two hours and 37 minutes. Jordan has crept up to 23 pounds. Yeah, old Jacob Prosnick, I guarantee you he's watching the climb of Jordan Lee, yeah. which has been phenomenal. Yep. And I know Jacob enough. I guarantee he may act like he's got veins of ice, but his <laughs> veins is probably boiling right now. He <laughs> he's feeling the pressure of Jordan yeah. coming in yeah. behind him. Dean, no, you know, he's not sitting. He he did okay the first day, but today has been stale for him. But it's just cool to watch Score Tracker. I'm glad we're yeah. able because we learn a lot. We actually mm-hmm. learn a lot because you get to in Florida these fish are like bipolar bass. You never know their mood and by watching this you kind of gauge the mood and you mm-hmm. can kind of get of a mindset of what tomorrow is because you're playing the weather yep. you know you're playing yep. the score tracker and so it's a lot of strategy in this this format so how much can you decipher though from from jordan lee's day today so clearly the fish are in a good mood wherever he's located but i mean he's well, got he's got some nice <laughs> here's what you can decide like i'm jacob has caught 10 yeah okay yep uh no, hold on. No, he's only caught five, five fish today. Th- five, five today. today. Five, yes. five Jordan Lee's day. only caught six. So he's on very good quality. You're looking at numbers. You know, yeah. I mean, here we are at one o'clock and six fish yeah. is the most fish caught today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, you know, I, I'm taking that in consideration. So tomorrow, if I'm on pace, like say I caught two in one period, mm-hmm. in the back of my mind, I'm going to yeah. say that's. Yeah you know pretty close to being on pace you mm-hmm. know so you're 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 watching the score tracker throughout the day just trying to learn any hint that you can we can't we can't watch videos we can't see anything mm-hmm. videos that they're doing but we can sure learn a lot through tr- score tracker for sure so is there a chance that this uh, weather could shape up enough over the next day or two for it to get truly oh, yeah. good oh tomorrow so it's definitely on a warming trim. So mm-hmm. it's yep. very obvious a south wind is blowing because mm-hmm. we're warming up. Yep. Tomorrow is supposed to be 85. So mm-hmm. we went from a north wind for two days straight to a south wind for the next however many days. I heard there's another cold front coming in. So 
Mm-hmm. Typically in Florida, you play the wind. Okay. You play the wind. You play the weather. Excuse me. You mm-hmm. play the w- weather and the wind. So, yep. uh, I'm going to be fishing tomorrow in a place I fished in practice in the South End where I know it got trashed. I'm right off the giddy. I'm going somewhere I ain't been yet. Well, I've been there in practice, and yeah. but I knew it got trashed. So I may get down there tomorrow and it and it have clarity. Mm-hmm. Or it might not. It may. It may not have cleaned up enough. Mm. So I don't mm-hmm. know. But it's again. We get a thirty-minute free runtime. So I'm gonna at least bank on that thirty-minute free runtime, and then have to make a decision from there. How long have you been fishing this lake? Give me. Give me a. Give me a oh, rough gosh. guess. Uh, probably twenty-five years. It's been a while. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Twenty-five years yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and it's gone through probably twenty-five different iterations in that twenty-five-year <laughs> period. Is that? There's no – yeah, this is very accurate. This is one lake where you really don't have a home lake advantage mm-hmm. as far as spots. Gotcha. You have an advantage being a Florida fisherman, which means Florida fishermen can read the grass mm-hmm. extremely well. They understand, you know, the wind shifts, the weather shifts, what fish do. Like, they get accustomed, but Okeechobee changes so much, like with – grass you know where reed wall is this year next year the reed wall won't be there and you know it it just changes so much so a good example of that is uh the fact that uh, bobby lane caught zero i mean a guy who who clearly would be a pick if you're going to choose a top five you'd have to choose bobby wouldn't you Mm -hmm. bobby i just don't know what the heck he did and i you know (laughs) bobby is a fuck Nominal. He's a phenomenal fisherman. I don't care where oh, yeah. we go. For sure. But, yeah. of course, when you say Florida, Bobby Lane is going to pop in immediately. I don't know if this heavy – the only thing I can think of, and I, I – you know, I don't know if this heavy hitter things Bobby was focused maybe on a little bit. Hmm. You know, could have been because you don't take Bobby Lane to a Florida fishery no. and not catch a two-pounder. No. You don't do that to Bobby Lane. He's no. a phenomenal fisherman. So yeah. I'm trying to make an excuse for him and saying, yeah, maybe he was <laughs> he was swinging for the fences on a heavy hitter side. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he wants to make it to that event pretty bad. Considering where it's located. Oh, my gosh. To not even have a scoreable fish? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and I think there's already 25 six-pounders here already. Mm-hmm. 25 six-pounders. And it, it's tough as it is. Yep. I, I'm fortunate I do have a six-pounder, so mm-hmm. I got a 514 and a six-something. And with that heavy hitters tournament, man, that's some major cash. Major cash. How much does any of this stuff influence, <coughs> has it influenced you? You're, you're, you have a whole bunch of different things that are different this year. So you have, clearly the format's new, uh, kind of a new group of competitors. I mean, you've fished against these guys for, for a while, but this particular group is, you've never competed against this specific group before. And you have this heavy hitters thing to think about as well. Does, does that enter into your day during the course of a competition day, or are you just well, worried about catching fish? Now, I don't really to, care say, about to say I've never competed against this group, I've competed against most of these guys all my correct, life. Correct, correct. Whether I was fishing bass, FLW, other, you know, tournaments. So, yep. it's the same familiar air, air mm-hmm. whatever that word is, to fishing against these guys. But, um, you know, the heavy hitters, you know, I, I, I don't – I suck at big fish. So, to be – have a 514 and a 6-pounder mm-hmm. is like crazy stats for me. 
Uh-oh. So I've never really won Things a are about to get messy big, now. Big huh? bass tournament. Yeah. I got y'all some of that. That's Look for y'all too. <laughs> if y'all could see this, man, we got a bunch of snot laying in on our table right now, wow. and I cannot wait to that start is a, slurping that That is that a up. plate of oysters right there. So, so Light Seas, for those of you who are unfamiliar with this part of the country, Light Seas is uh, it's been around for 20, 25 years. Not yes. not this location. This location right. in Okeechobee is different. Yeah. used to be back out down by the ramp, down by Driver Park, but it's been around for a while. And... <laughs> <laughs> and here's the reason why. <laughs> can you see that? In there? <laughs> oh, yeah, you can yeah, see y'all it. Y'all see them snot balls? Hey, let me tell you something funny. <laughs> so my record of sitting down, this is like a warm up for me, but my record of sitting down is 125 raw oysters in here. one sitting. I had 125 raw oysters swimming in my belly at one time. So yeah, this is just like a, a warm up. <laughs> I'm just cur- I'm curious about your 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 oyster preference there. So that's the cocktail sauce, right? All right. See, just, just straight just cocktail. One dab. All right. And then I salt them up. <laughs> the uh, the sound here is going to be interesting, Josh, Katie. I'm not curious. I'm I'm, I'm not sure how this is going to go, but we'll just see how it goes. <laughs> um, a little salt application. And then slurp it up. There you go. Um, so far, so good in your Bass Pro Tour experience. I will, I will give you this, Dudley. You have been extremely interesting to watch on the live stream. Like, you've been fun to watch. I haven't watched myself. Oh, I've had a lot of people yeah. tell me that same thing. Yeah, so. it's been fun to watch. Yeah. yeah I'm going to go ahead and describe your very first hour. So, Dudley, st- <laughs> mm. Dudley started with a penalty. You had a penalty. Oh, yeah. And you fussed about that because you're like, oh, no, I knew I was going to do that. And you did. You had a penalty, so you had to sit down. And then you and then you broke off. And then you broke off a fish. And so you got mad. And so you're mad for a little while, grumpy. And then you caught a nice one. And you four, what, a four, almost a five? Mm-hmm. And then you were elated. So you went through basically all three stages of emotions that you could possibly go through in like a 45-minute period. It was it was uh, it was a lot of fun. This is so distracting. <laughs> oh, oh, it's so good. <laughs> so, so, so once you get your face out of that plate of oysters, kind of like the emotions I'm going through right now. I was kind of hangry, yeah. hungry and angry at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. now I have got the biggest joy and I could ever imagine yeah. sitting in front of me right now. So, yeah. but yeah, no fishing is just like that. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of pressure sitting on me with, uh, and it's just my pressure, like yeah. pressure that I, I put on myself. Like it's mm-hmm. of course coming into, you know, a different format. I still want to try to perform at what I would consider a top level. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I knew that tournament was going to be tough, and so the emotions were running very high, like very high. And it was like midway through the – or almost through the first period, I had broke one off. And I think I've had it happen three times now. The camera was on me, and I was so jacked because I want to catch one in front of the camera. And as soon as they hit it, I set the hook overly powerful than I normally do because I'm so excited. Yeah. That you know, blah blah. I want to show off, and then yeah. I break off. Yep. So yesterday they put a camera in the boat with me, and as soon as the camera is a boat with me, the first bite I get, I'm like, whoosh! I'm like, break it off. I was like, darn it! 
you know, I get too excited, so I got to try to trump that. But, yes, emotions in bass fishing, it's almost like we're bipolar just as, li- as much as the bass is because yeah. our emotions go all over the board, mm-hmm. and ex- especially in this format yeah. because you get to see – like you talk about going from a high to low, you're looking at your name, whatever, down there in 30th place mm-hmm. or double zeros. Mm-hmm. You're in the second period, yep. and you're just, and then all of a sudden you pull an area and you wreck them, and then you're like, oh, life is good, fishing's awesome. And like, for example, Jordan Lee today, double zero, zeros, right. and now he's in second place. So his roller coaster just happened for sure. So you were looking forward to what you called the scoreboard. When I talked to you before the season started, you were you were excited about the ability to know what your competitors were catching, because you'd competed in a similar format in the TTBC. So you you were asking your official in those events to tell you what the other competitors were were catching. So when you showed up here, score tracker was a good thing in your mind. I love it, man. That's delicious. <laughs> yes, uh, score tracker is. Uh, a phenomenal, you know, people who fret about score tracker are, they shouldn't let it affect them. Like they should utilize and learn how to use that score tracker to the best of their ability. You guys want one? I feel bad that I'm eating all this <sighs> snot without y'all. You want some of this snot? Uh, I'm taking, I'm taking some. But yeah, score tracker is. Yep. Was a definite bonus. So uh, was it? So was it? As you anticipated, mm-hmm. your ability to use it was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'll tell you something funny that I did. <laughs> I'll tell you something funny that I did. Um, not funny, but I actually I haven't had TV in ten years, so I don't get to watch any fishing shows or do anything. But I got my mom to start recording some of the. Uh, shows the MLF shows yeah yeah and I actually started watching some of them to study study their emotions yeah. study what not to learn how to fish mm-hmm. but it was studying that format yeah. and listening to how they were reacting so yeah. I actually part of my homework of coming in was studying yeah. this format because it's it's a slightly different game right I mean that's that's, that's, that's part of that's part of the, the game it's just it's just not the same. Slightly ain't the word. Mm. Yeah. We're doing great. We're doing great. Thank you. Slightly ain't the word. Yeah. This is an extremely different format, mm. di- extremely different strategy. Yep. You know, there's, it's like, um, it's almost like the game, this, this, I've always said fishing is like a game of chess mm-hmm. where you have to be four or five moves ahead you know you're thinking ahead you're you're attacking your opponent Mm -hmm. on the board aka you're attacking your opponent out in the water but this one is like now i look at the five bass limit is Mm -hmm. playing checkers and this one is like playing chess because it's a lot more strategy in how you approach this tournament than it is say a five bass limit i still you know, I'm I'm a fan of the five bass limit. They're just two sure, games. Sure. That's all it is. It's, it's just two games. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to stop eating. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, if you're offering these, I'm I'm mm-hmm. going to have some. So, it's a very, very good format and exciting. Yep. Were you uh, were you nervous? 
coming to this? Is nerve? I mean, does nerves? I don't. I no. think I was. I don't think I was per se nervous, but I was. I don't know what to say. No, I, I wasn't nervous coming into it. I was just. It was very refreshing and yep. exciting to start. Yeah. A new chapter, which y'all have heard me say that, but yep. a new format. You yep. know, it's like playing. It's like playing whatever kings on the corner your whole life or or spades your whole life and all of a sudden you're introduced to poker you know it's like a refreshing yeah. you know mm-hmm. mm. y'all hear him over there going mm. ah. pretty darn, it's pretty darn good <clears throat> pretty darn good all the food all the food here is good mm-hmm. yeah so i was telling you before we started to roll here so I'd, I'd never eaten at lightsies when it was located out by about a ramp but um we've been here Every day, pretty much every day. Sometimes twice a day. Yeah. So Lightsies is definitely a favorite. Yeah. So you're coming off a um, a pretty good year last year. Got your fourth Angler of the Year title. Congratulations on that. Thank you. By the way. Um. So I mean, I guess you could say that you had momentum, if nothing else, coming in here. I had a what? Momentum. Yeah. You know, that Angler of the Year, I've said this before, that Angler of the Year was a... uh, Thanks, buddy. That one meant a lot to me. And the reason I say it was, you know, I'm a student of the game, and I think anybody who's on this tour, we kind of study the game in a way. You know, like we study performances. We study, you know, highs and lows of other anglers. And... I started looking at the Angler of the Year age group. So you're looking at Justin Lucas, who, you know, yeah. a younger angler. Yeah. So you start looking in the in the Angler of the Year Angler of the Year started it, you know, dipping down mm-hmm. for a while. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, am I over the hill at well, back, you know, am I over the hill at 40?" You know, this is when I started thinking about it, mm-hmm. you know. And then I didn't let it. And then I really started thinking about it because I started fishing. I, I was still making the champ. I finished 25th. And then, or I don't know, I still made the championships. But it wasn't, I, my angler of the year fin, uh, finishes wasn't as high <clears throat> as it could have, you know, as, it, as it's been in the past. Yep. So then I started questioning myself really bad. I was like, oh, my gosh. Is there a over-the-hill age limit in bass fishing? We know it's not prejudice on age or gender no. and all that, mm-hmm. but so I started, and then so last year, um, I don't know. I just I I, I kind of do. I started a YouTube channel and I was going to blog all my tournaments, yeah. and I really think I told my wife. I said I really think it forced me to concentrate more because I didn't want to vlog a tournament where well I didn't catch them because um the barometric pressure and I chose the wrong area and then I lost fish and that I didn't have the right line I didn't want to make excuses on a YouTube channel why I finished dead last got it so it actually I was like motivated me and I think all it was was lack of constant lack of 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 desire complacent i got complacent really in my th- yeah really and i yeah. so it was that one meant more to me because it was like you still got it at 
at your age. So you you won back to back Angler of the Year titles in 11, 2011 and twelve, correct? Eleven and twelve, mm-hmm. two in a row. And then um, and then you 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 settled in like the. 20, 20, 21, 22, and not not, ba- like not bad, not bad yeah. by any means. But uh, when you've won two in a row, uh, and and you won one two years before that, correct, or three years before that, so you had, you had three. So two thousand eight, two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve, right. two thousand nineteen. Yeah. So here, I'm gonna expand on it a little bit more after okay. I slurp this one. You do that. You do that. Yep. <laughs> Take a breath or two. My man's over here listening, doing the audio, and he can hear me right in his ear. <laughs> so I'm going to expand on that one yep. a little bit more. 2008 was good. Hmm. You know, I just I performed well, naturally. I performed well, blah, blah, I won angle year. Okay, 2009 and 10 is when the economy took a tank. Okay. Remember that? Yeah. Like, the uh-huh. economy, I didn't have a dollar bill to my name uh my uh friends and family were giving me and my kids and my family food they were bringing us milk we truly were putting water in the milk we were eating school lunches that were left over tough times yeah i borrowed money to go down to okeechobee actually okeechobee first event had a stop in alabama a guy gave me some cash to finish my way trip down here. 2010, Dang. I had nothing to my name. I sold all my rods and reels I, uh, before I come. I left myself seven rods and reels to come fish this tournament with. That's how broke I was. I only had seven rods when I hit the hit the uh, the the shore. Dang! I won Angler of the Year two yeah. years in a row. Yeah. Now. The reason I say that's interesting, I'm going to span on more, is it, because fishing is such an interesting sport, is it that I've had the talent, you know, I'm not saying I'm the best fisherman in the world, but is it that I had the talent, I've had this kind of talent, mm-hmm. you know, for a lot yeah, of my career, yeah. but am I not tapping into, why am I dipping down It'll, you know, in a, yep. in a way. Why am I dipping down? Yep. You you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's so. This winning this one. Yeah. Truly did mean a lot more to me than you know whatever. So. Didn't uh, didn't you didn't you say you just keep throwing them at me? I I'm, am, just gonna, I'm just gonna keep stuffing we can them down. Order another eight pounds. <laughs> I'm ready. Didn't uh, didn't you tell me that uh, your kids were talking smack a little bit? Mm. Mm-hmm. Come on, Dad. Mm. Yeah. Over the hill. Yeah. Yeah. So last year, one time we got on the conversation with some friends, and they were they were talking to me, and my parents were I mean my kids were around. They're like, Dad, they go, you haven't won in like six years. <laughs> oh, that burnt me up to hear my own kids telling me. I hadn't won in six years, and this was before last year's Angler of the Year. Yeah, and so that burnt me up, and they were started giving me a hard time. But I think most diehard fishermen, tournament anglers, will know to come away with a win mm-hmm. is extremely hard to do. Like, you know, <coughs> the consistency—you can be a very consistent angler. And still not have wins. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Yep. So, 
Uh, I, I appreciate wins when they happen, of course, but they're very hard to come across. So let's run through the course of your year last year. And this, this will this will say a little bit just about your ability to kind of just withstand the course of a year. So you, you finished in the 70s at Seminole, right? This was a early, fairly early Whatever tournament. you're looking at because I don't remember. All right. It was, it was not great. You didn't do great. Uh, and from there you went 25th, 12th, 5th, and 7th to win. And you were fishing against, Studs. you know, pretty good guys. But here's the thing, though, with FLW, mm-hmm. with FLW, you yep. have, um, you know, throughout the years we've we went to 250 anglers, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. to you know all over the board to 200 to 175, back to 225, yep, yep. back to 200, and then we're trying to get it. We got it down to 150. Yep. So last year was 175 anglers. When you look at those numbers, we're talking against 175 to 250 anglers in right, angler right. year. So right. uh, numbers typically don't look as impressive when you're talking 175. That's, you know, that's one swing of the 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 rod, mm-hmm. which means I caught a two eight and this guy caught a two or uh, a three nine, mm-hmm. and he beat me because of what the luck factor. His way three nine and my way two eight. Okay. So. Uh, it, you know, when you're looking at consistency on the water and trying to come away with a win against 250 to 175 people, it, you know, it's hard to do. It's very hard to do. So we just started the third period for Group B. So we've got two hours and 28 minutes left. So what's your what's your call for how this thing ends here on Lake Okeechobee this, this afternoon? All right. Parosnik's up by 14 ounces. Mm. Jacob, I love you, my man, but cool, calm, and collective. Jay Lee is going to get your butt. I hope not. Well, I like I like everybody, yeah. but I pulled for you in the beginning. I throwed you a bunch of love, but your butt better start putting your A game on because Jay Lee is coming in behind your butt. So your goal for tomorrow is to just finish high enough to fish one more day. Do you have anything else specific in mind? Just shoot. My goal is always to win, so I want okay. to be in first right. place. But in this game, no, I reckon top eight advance tomorrow. That's so right. I got to right. be in the top, top eight. eight. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yep. In this game, it doesn't matter if you're eighth after the first or whatever like wait weights zero so instead of saying first i want to be one through eight okay you can't just say first anymore especially in knock or whatever round this is called knockout round well so your your, your final one is called the qualifying round and then the knockout tomorrow's the knockout round okay tomorrow's the knockout so i want to be in top eight on the knockout yeah yeah do you uh do you like the uh, weights back to zero thing? I mean that's not brand new. You fished some variation of that before. I'm not a f- I'm not a fan of weights back to zero, but like we we had fished that back in the FLW days. But when you have two groups fishing at a time, it's mm-hmm. hard not to it's you're yep. it, it's fair that way, right. you know. So you have to do that. It's fair in the fact of saying, "Hey, we got two groups fishing on two 
weather day, two different weather days. You know, I may have fished on a cloudy day. Yeah. Could have caught. True. On a buzz bait, could have went and caught 60 pounds on a buzz bait. True. And then group B went out on a sunny day. And whatever, you know, mm-hmm. fishing was tougher. So you can't reward, you can't have an angler in group B on a cloudy day come in on top because it's not fair. So zero in the weights in this format makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fair, you know, but not in a five bass fairness when everybody's fishing. No. Got uh-uh. it. Got it. When I found out that you had you had decided that you were going to fish here, I uh, called you up just to kind of just check in to see how, how things were. You had said that you thought that this format kind of fits you anyways. Like your, your, your fishing style, the way that you think. I, I really I, – I think it does. I think it yeah. fits my style. But I got a curveball thrown to me. All right, let's, let's go. Uh, a major curveball curve was the two-pounder. They went from okay. one pound to two, two pounds. That's right. Mm-hmm. And – Yes, that's thrown a curveball. Yeah. Uh, so, I still think it fits my style. I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I've made two cuts here mm-hmm. already in the first two events. So, for me to say it doesn't fit my style is, mm-hmm. you know, be fooling myself. But I am definitely excited about this format. Yeah. You have a, a pretty interesting philosophy about places you've fished before. Because over the course of, you know, 25 or 28 or however many years you've been doing this, You've fished pretty much everywhere we're gonna go. I mean, there's there's there are very few places that we'll choose. The only the one that I haven't been to is uh, Winnebago. You haven't been there? Nope, never okay. been to Winnebago. So you've been to the Raleigh area lakes? No, I actually haven't been to that one either. All right. So it's two lakes. Well, but so but but most of them, most I mean Okeechobee, Ufala, all the places we've gone, you fished before, and you're pretty you're pretty sincere when you say that you really don't have any desire whatsoever to fish by history. Like history is a kind of a tricky word for a lot of guys, really. But when when you say it, I believe it because yeah. I don't think you I don't think you I don't I don't fish any history at all. Like mm. I don't study tournaments and yeah. okay, let me get on internet. I don't even get on Google. I don't do nothing. Mm. I grab my poles yeah. and I put them in the boat and let's go. That's exactly how I <laughs> fish because uh, I think actually it was Gary Kleiner who I'm going to uh, quote back. I remember reading when a kid the reason i don't even pre-fish is Mm. because you're going to end up wasting time fish fishing the past you know even Mm. though you come whatever 30 days ahead of time it's stupid because everything's going to change so anyways no the best way to keep your instincts flying on on pumping on all levels is to uh show up here and just start going at it because you're trumping your instincts if you show up early. So your gut says, hey, whatever, go over there and skip the docks. Mm. Well, mm. 30 days ago, I was catching them on a jerkbait out off the points. Yeah. Guess what just happened? I trumped my instinct. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't allow my instincts to flow on a full level. So, yes, I don't do anything. The only time that I will uh, maybe – pre-fish a little bit is mm-hmm. for champion well typically we had summertime championships mm-hmm. if you found them two weeks prior to a august tournament mm-hmm. they were probably going to be there two weeks later you know what i'm saying not much change so you uh you so you talk about instincts that's probably one of your better qualities because it's not just fishing but it's just outdoors like, like you're you're pretty handy in the outdoors period i mean it's yeah. just you hunt you do all the things that that when hunting season's in 
conservatively probably 35 to 45 hours a week mm. is what I average yeah. hunt. Yeah. And whether it's coon hunting or deer hunting. Yeah. But you still <clears> – fishermen – or we we excel at patterns. Like my wife, she gets mad at me all the time. We excel at picking up on patterns. So if you blinked your eyes mm-hmm. every five seconds, I know it. If you were to twitch your leg <clears throat> consistently, I'm going to pick up on a pattern about anything. And my wife gets so mad all the time how I can just instantly. But yeah. think about it. <clears throat> yeah. We're trained. That's our livelihood. We have to understand patterns. We have to understand movements. And whether I'm in the woods uh, deer hunting, coon hunting, or on the water fishing, just in general, you gain a sense of, of patterns. You gain a sense of awareness of your surroundings, which helps you in the fishing world. Whether you're hunting or fishing, it still helps you. So you mentioned your YouTube channel. What's, uh, what's up coming on David Dudley Outdoors? Well... We got, we got all the tournament footage for th- from this week coming okay. up yep. uh, from Ufala. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actually, is today Monday? Yeah. So at three thirty today, we post every Monday, Thursday, Saturday. Mondays at three thirty, Thursday three thirty, Saturdays twelve. So David Dudley Outdoors on the YouTube channel. I've had a lot of fun with it. It's a lot of work, but I do everything from. It's uh, it's enjoyable. Yeah. It's enjoyable. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I do everything from tics, tips and techniques of, you know, fishing hacks to just deep thought, thought conversations about fishing in general. So, yeah, if you haven't subscribed, go subscribe now. <laughs> go do it. Go do it. Is there any chance there's going to be an oyster shucking episode? I will of David take Dudley anybody on. If you're listening to this and you want to challenge me, if I've come to your town. <clears throat> And you want to challenge me to an oyster cook-off. I mean, eat-off. I reckon that's what you say it. Yeah. You hit me up on Instagram, (laughs) and tab is on you, though. But I will eat dinner with you, and we will pound down some oysters. So 125 is my record. That's insane. That's that's insane. This is just a warm-up. I'm, like, giving him some of these oysters and, like, getting depressed you know, like that—that that could have been in my belly swimming. We'll uh, we'll count that as the uh, as the very first of our sit downs with you this year. I'm sure we're going to do this several more times. We might not do it over oysters, but we'll definitely do this again. Well, second option would be uh, su- uh, sushi. Okay, I'm in on that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And I will order salmon. Yeah. Salmon, salmon, and then I'll probably order some salmon. Mm. Some salmon, if they have salmon, then no live scallop, no tuna? live scallop, live tuna. That's just blah. They don't have enough. It's not enough oils in tuna. Tuna is what you start somebody on, and <laughs> salmon has so many oils in it. It just when you eat tuna is like blah. Once you start eating salmon, you'll never go back to tuna. Never. You don't have to. You don't hey, have to. I see you shaking your head. You agree? I've yeah. asked probably ten sushi chefs. Yeah. Hey, what's your favorite cut? Yeah. Salmon, 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 salmon. All ten. All right. It's such demand. You want me going to find a sushi house in Okeechobee? But I don't think that's going to do nothing. Probably not. We'll find one somewhere along the line. Champlain, probably, maybe. Champlain. Raleigh. Yeah. Wherever. Look back at Scar Tracker and 
Look who's leading. Ah, uh, Jay Jacob. Oh, it's disappointment. Jordan Lee, the guy who sits back there and goes, Oh, shucks. I just lucked into him. It's cool, calm, and collective. Jordan Lee has come up behind you, Jacob, and stole it from And he even started with zeros, Jacob. Zeros. See, I can run my mouth to him right now because he's not here. <laughs> Jacob, you suck out there today. Because <laughs> if he was here right now, he'd be chasing me around the parking lot. I'm going to get you, Dudley. But I would only have to run two laps around the parking lot, and he'd lose breath and fall on the ground. So I know if I, I just stay ahead of him, we'll be okay. That kind of stuff motivates him. We're That's like right. two brothers. That's he's, right. He's going to rag me up, too. Some, Lift that big fat one up there. Let's uh, – We – Yeah. Here we we're go. Gonna, we're going to wrap it up. We're wrapping this one up. So, so uh, enjoyed uh, – Oh, yeah. Enjoy the time there. I'm tapping all my sand in his oysters yeah, yeah. right there. Yeah, I appreciate that. Milk. Thanks, buddy. Good job. All right. <laughs> so slurp it up. This good luck. Good luck tomorrow, David. Mm. 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 Extra sand. <laughs>